0: What are we talking about today?
1: Well, we were just talking about the Hillshire Farm commercial about the hot links.
0: I don't know why, but yeah, we were talking about that.
1: If anybody else knows all the words to that commercial, please let us know that it's
0: not just me and Haley. I mean, I didn't remember. You remembered the song. I remembered the entire cheer. Well, when I say Hillshire, you say farm. Hillshire Farm. No, 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 no. I mean,
1: because the whole thing is a cheer. Oh starting yeah, starting yeah. with the, the song? starting with the Yeah, the whole thing is a cheer. It's
0: all right. we're not going to do it
1: now. But we're not gonna, we're not going to do it again because I'm I'm shy. <laughs> I'm meat shy. <laughs> what are we talking about today? So, we're talking about the man who killed Halloween.
0: What a this dude fucking, just fucking lame-o. sucks. He just well, sucks. Well, we still have Halloween, so he didn't really kill it. Yeah. But yeah, for but that's, a while, that's his he...
1: nickname, but honestly, I feel like a better nickname would just be like the guy that ruined Halloween. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't make up the nickname writing rules Well, what yet? was his other name? The Candyman. The Candyman. But I didn't like that for two reasons. One reason, and I do have it down on here, that's one of his other names, but for one thing, there's another person, a victim of a murder, who was referred to as the Candyman okay um because and he was also referred to as the pied piper because like kids loved him and
0: Uh, that's who kept coming up when i when i searched it um was that dean coral yes yeah i knew he had a candy factory in texas didn't he
1: yeah something like
0: that i I
1: basically skimmed over because i was like not relevant to me not relevant to me
0: Dahmer could also be called the candy man because he worked for um fuck ambrosia chocolates that's true. In Milwaukee, maybe? I don't remember. Does that mean Gacy's the chicken man? Because he, he owned a couple KFCs.
1: <laughs> and he liked those legs and thighs and... Not the breasts. He wasn't too fond the breasts. A nice wing.
0: He was a wingman. Or man. wang. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, boy. Anyway, also, I don't think... uh oh boy. I don't think it has any connection to the movie The Candyman, correct? Not that I could find those from because like the 80s it, those the guy are, had like those a are very hands. different movies yeah yes. yeah they are
1: those are very two di- those are, are very different things
0: but anyway what, no, what's this his asshole's is,
1: name his name is ronald clark o'brien
0: Ugh, what a twat what's
1: this asshole's name <laughs> i hate him already um, so yeah so a little bit of background first so Everybody knows about the urban legends that are known as poisoned candy myths. And basically, Mm -hmm. for those who don't, if you live under a rock or, as we discussed previously, you weren't allowed to celebrate holidays because you grew up in the Gainesville Ripper family's home, um, it's basically shitty people, strangers, hide poison or sharp objects like razor razor blades and needles and broken glass in candy.
0: And well, that then, crazy thing just happened in um, it was like Australia, right? That someone was putting needles in strawberries. Yes, yes, but this is and and the thing in, and the thing
1: with the needles too. I think it was like HIV infected needles <gasps> or something like that, or, hepat, or hepatitis or something. There was just something I read the other day, maybe like a month ago, that in a movie theater there was somebody who she went to sit down in the seat or whatever, and she got stuck by something, and she was just like, "Ow." And so she stood up and there was a needle that was like put under and through the seat, if that makes sense, oh like through the bottom. And there was like a note or something that said like, you have HIV now or something like that. Oh wait, no, I think and I did hear about that. Remember this? And, so, and like the cops yeah. got involved
0: and like oh God, it turned out so she scary. didn't end up
1: with HIV. Yeah. Can you oh fucking imagine? Can you fucking imagine? Like, I would, why? Oh my why God. do you have
0: to do that? It's the same thing with this guy. Like why? People.
1: But so, that, but that's the thing. That's the thing. And we'll get to that. So yeah, it's, but that, is, that is like a crazy
0: urban legend. Like, and you hear it every Halloween. Like every t- every Halloween Absolutely. they have on the news, like you watch the kids candy, like you make sure right. you, you bring your candy home.
1: <laughs> I just saw one the other day. It was something like there was like an actual like bulletin on the news and pe- and the newscasters were basically saying hey, the latest morning is, like, you've got to check your kids' candy because people are giving out edibles. And the, this person had <gasps> oh, screenshotted blessed. it. Who's going to give no. out edibles? Yes, that was the thing. <laughs> Somebody was like, who the fuck is going to give out an edible? Don't you know how much those things cost?
0: That's better than the people that give out the king-size bars. I'll take, like, a, a Snickers mini of an edible you know, rather than a king-size. You know,
1: I'll fucking tell you. When I would trick or treat, I trick or treated later than most kids, just because my brother. I would help take him trick or treating. Um, but we would go. The bishop of our diocese lived right by our house, and he was a like total vow of poverty. He had two pure breed golden retrievers with a huge electric fence and like an acre yard for them to run in. And the dogs were named Barnes and Noble. And he lived in a mansion and like oh complete God, vow him. of poverty. He, no, he was actually a really chill dude though. Um, the Bishop before him was the reason why he lived in that house because the bishop didn't want to live in the slums um, gross, yeah, I know, disgusting, but um, so he didn't get to pick the house or anything, but um the the dogs are on him, but I mean, who doesn't love dogs um but so no, so we went to his house like it was almost like a joke like my mom was like, do you guys want to go to the bishop's house ha 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 pagan holiday like let's go he was so excited we were like one of two or like the only trick-or-treaters he got that night it was like nine o'clock at night it was the end of our like rounds (laughs) and he was he was so excited and he was like let me see your haul let me see what you guys got And and like and just going absolutely like bat shit excited and was like what did you get oh my god oh those are so good oh i hate those blah 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 and then he was like well do you guys want some candy from me and we were like i'm um, like why do you think we fucking came and trick or treat he had full-size candy bars and Love he it. was like well i mean i'm just gonna end up eating them take as many as you want and well, we were see, like
0: what the fuck in the town that i grew up in like it was very like um like a john hughes movie like there's like two yeah. sides of like there's train tracks that run through it yeah there's the you rich side in of the an tracks. idyllic
1: town or you lived you grew up in an
0: idyllic town you ain't there no more bitch i ain't no i live across the street from the town border now <laughs> but yep. um the town that's how the other half lives yes so uh there was like the rich side of the tracks and then like the the wrong was, side of the tracks it was the, you're like the, we're <laughs> not poor nobody around here is like
1: i was gonna say poor. Haley, you're not
0: poor no we're it's like the middle class the people that help have, me i'm poor <laughs> help me i'm poor the people that have um just uh i don't know a brain in their heads <laughs> but oh. anyway anyway but, uh so yeah. in the like the rich side of town um people would like get driven to like because the houses are kind of far apart so like people would like get driven around and i'm like that's not how you fucking trick-or-treat bitch you gotta fucking you haul your ass down the street (laughs) you fucking knock on every door you say trick-or-treat you don't just like go up to like a bowl and then like take 10 full-size candy bars out like right, that's not trick-or-treating right. like that's not no. fun if you have to be driven around no. like you're supposed they to run have... around with your friends
1: yes some people would have their butlers stand at the foot of the driveway and just you would yeah, go like through a drive through,
0: and they would <laughs> yeah and no. there's like a couple celebrities that live up there so like yep. um tracy they... morgan chris rock beyonce no not beyonce mary j blige yes you said uh, elliot showed me beyonce's house no it's probably mary j blige's house
1: no, I know the difference between Beyoncé and Mary J. Blige. He was like Beyonce and Jay Z live there. Mary J. Blige well, lives there. This was I like
0: I think I think Jay Z we had to, a house around here, but I don't know if it was like in my town.
1: It was in the same neighborhood as Chris Rock and Mary J. Blige.
0: That was that's like one town over. Okay. I don't want to give too much Never information mind. on where I live.
1: <laughs> anyway. Well, you're not. There's a lot of towns that are around we where have Chris Rock and Mary J Blige live and honestly like their their info is probably locked down i think you're safe
0: we have flown off said, the rails haley's address is <laughs> um so anyway um one thing that i s- had seen on the news like in regards to like the the tainted candy or whatever is that some Pat taint <laughs> taint uh <laughs> some uh like emergency services places would offer like free x-rays of candies so they would see if like there was needles and stuff in it and i was like i think like they had not found like obviously they hadn't found anything but like it's always safe to check well because that's
1: the thing like so it was the the story is that like random strangers give this out to random children and blah 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 and but like they're more like they're they're like a modern cautionary tale i guess for both like kids like don't take candy from strangers and parents like hey don't have latchkey kids and um yeah they and but like all of the stories they have two themes that are pretty common in urban legends danger to children and contamination of food exhibit a hansel and gretel anywho Mm -hmm. no actual cases of strangers killing or permanently injuring children this way have been proven.
0: Like it's literally just an urban legend.
1: It's an urban legend. There have been copycats and there have been cases where like it'll, the story will be like a kid will die suddenly after Halloween and medical investigations into like the cause of death will show that these kids didn't die from eating candy that a stranger gave them. But then people will like sensationalize it yeah, and spread rumors and post on Facebook and all that mm-hmm. other stuff. Um, the the worst thing we ever could have done was give a mother Facebook. That's just that like never should have done it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but there are rare cases where adult family members will spread this story in an effort to cover up a murder or accidental death. And that is what causes these urban legends to that. Like everybody has heard about the poisoned candy and the, the sharp objects that have been inserted into candy and all this other stuff. Everybody's heard about it. But it's never a case of just a random stranger doing this. It's always like a family member or some like close friend or something does something to someone. Exactly, and then they're yeah. like, Oh, it was a stranger. It never is. It never is. But um but yeah. So that brings us to the most famous case of this type of copying of an urban legend, um, which is that of Ronald clark o'brien i almost called him claire um ronald clark o'brien claire, ends, like i that's said a before it yeah. girl's name. claire
0: oh <gasps> Haley. that's from breakfast club is it yes I've- claire <laughs> i don't remember
1: i haven't seen that movie in so long it's been so long since i've had like cable or anything besides
0: netflix i met a girl like when i uh, coached some team there was like a oh, little no. girl named. Oh, there no. was a little girl named claire oh, and all i could think no. of was like claire that's a fat girl's name she was oh, adorable she didn't say it to her no i didn't say, of course okay. i didn't say it uh i would never say that to somebody who's actually named I claire would. <laughs> i would but, <laughs> but, but not think about it and then be like shit but like that's all i could think of whenever i had to say it her name i was like hey claire that's a fat girl's name <laughs> claire what's your last
1: name that's a fat girl's name
0: (laughs) as a resident as a resident fat girl i would never say that to somebody (laughs) anyway oh god something claire o'brien yes ronald clark
1: (laughs) o'brien um and he like i said he's also known as the candy man and my favorite the man who killed halloween
0: Though, so, as we've said,
1: ruined is better. He didn't kill yes. it. He just kind of ruined it. Because um, now I'm not going to get any edibles in my candy basket. Um, but yes, so Ronald Clark O'Brien was born on October 19th, 1944. And he and his wife, Danine or Dainene, I'm not really sure here. We're- D-A-Y-N-E-N-E. Okay. I, any, anybody? I, I don't just know. Just make it up. Yeah, Daneen, I think, is what it is. Um, but they lived in Deer Park, Texas, with their two kids, their son Timothy, which is my brother's name, um, hey, Timmy. who was born. Hi, Timmy. Um, you're definitely not listening to this, because there's a 100% not Raffy. Not. There, There's no <laughs> Rafi and there's zero interest on his part in hearing me talk. Um, though he was fascinated. I was on FaceTime the other day, and he was fascinated by it. I was like I'm here and he would like walk away and I'd still be there and he was like so weirded out it was cute (laughs) but um I was like I'm still here like him and my grandma they both were like fascinating um fascinated but um so yeah so Timothy was born on April 5th 1966 and their daughter Elizabeth was born in 1969 and Ronald worked as an optician at Texas State Optical in Sharpstown, Houston, Texas. And was the deacon at the Second Baptist Church, where he also sang in the choir and was in charge of the local bus program. So he was, like, a fine, upstanding, like, citizen. He was a a community man. Yes. Yes. He was a family man, a community man, a church-going man. But um, as we know, nothing's ever easy. So on October 31st, 1974... O'Brien took Timothy and Elizabeth trick-or-treating in a Pasadena, Texas neighborhood with their neighbor and his two children and after visiting a home where the occupant failed to answer the door whether they were hiding or they just didn't have any candy left or whatever they didn't answer and the kids, because they're kids um, they got impatient and they ran ahead and went to the next house and O'Brien stayed behind He eventually caught up with the group of all four kids and the neighbor and he produced five 21 inch pixie sticks in which he would later claim he was given from the house of that blah 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 blah. he was given them how do i all right like the y- occupant he, of the yeah, house yes. like yes. they finally came I, out
0: and gave i'm them having a blonde him. moment
1: <laughs> um <laughs> like i yes the occupant of the house after the kids ran off Gave him the pixie sticks for the kids. hmm So, he gave, at the end of the evening, he gave each of the neighbor's kids a pixie, pixie stick. And then he gave each of his kids a pixie stick. So, all in all, four pixie sticks are handed out. And then, upon returning home, O'Brien gave the fifth pixie... Pips- th- th- it's like a fucking tongue twister. Pixie pa- stick. The fifth pixie sticks... To a 10-year-old boy who he recognized from his church where he was a deacon. Um, so before bed, Timothy asked to eat some of the candy that he collected and chose the pixie stick. Um, it's it's They're written pixie sticks with an X. I don't know if I should still refer to them as plural if there's just one. I think it's still
0: called like a pixie stick. Stick or sticks? Because they're stick. written with Cibular. an X. Yeah, I think that's like, yeah. I think it's like a brand. I know it's a brand. It's I believe it's a Wonka brand. So yeah, I think it's I think it's like a Pixie Stick, but the brand like, or, for, is oh, Pixie Sticks. With the I next. should
1: probably also mention for those who don't know. So a Pixie Stick or Pixie Sticks are these little. They're usually cardboard or paper tubes of basically colored sugar. Like that's it. Yeah, like, it's much. a real easy way to get a sugar rush. You can you, you can, can just rip off the top of your it can, and just yeah. dump it into your mouth. Dump it into your mouth or. Take little, like, shots of it. Snort it if you have to. Like,
0: whatever have, gets you sugar They have high those, the fastest. like, huge plastic ones now that are, like, fucking, like, the width of your thumb and, yep. like, three feet long. Yup. No, I know. I know. They're like those noisemakers that you get
1: at the dollar store where they're like, meow. Yeah, Aww. exactly. They're, they're like those, except <laughs> they don't make noise. They just have sugar. Did you like Did you like my sound effect? I love um. the sound effect.
0: So, <laughs> um, so he actually chose... He chose the pixie stick to eat. He chose the pixie stick. Interesting. Yes. Um, So Timothy
1: had trouble getting the candy out of the straw. So O'Brien helped him loosen the powder. And after tasting the candy, Timothy complained that it tasted bitter. So O'Brien then gave his son Kool-Aid to wash the taste away. Mm. Timothy immediately began to complain that his stomach hurt and ran to the bathroom where he began vomiting and convulsing. O'Brien later claimed that he held Timothy while he was vomiting and that the child went limp in his arms. Jesus. Timothy died en route to the hospital less than an hour after he consumed the pixie sticks. Holy shit. Yeah. So Timothy's death from poisoned Halloween candy prompted fear in the community because of fucking course it did. And a lot of parents in Deer Park and the surrounding area in Texas just basically returned candy that their children had gotten trick-or-treating to the police because they were worried that it was poisoned. Yeah. The police. So the police are, like, getting all of this Halloween candy, and they can't even eat it, and which is a what crime a shame. in and of itself. Yes. And because of this, though, like, because there was such, like, mass hysteria, like... They were kind of just, people were coming at them from all directions, and they didn't really, like, suspect O'Brien of doing Mm -hmm. anything until Timothy's autopsy revealed that the pixie sticks he consumed was laced with a fatal dose of potassium cyanide. Um, Mm. Four of the five pixie sticks that O'Brien claimed to receive were recovered by authorities from the other children. So, Elizabeth's pixie stick, the two neighbor kids' pixie sticks, and the church
0: kids pixie sticks um and potassium and cyanide was what they used i believe in the uh tylenol murders as well yes yes and it the was sa- the same kind of concept because the, ty- yep. the the old With tylenol the consumption the oral consumption and yeah yep. and the old tylenol was like these little dissolvable plastic yeah, things that you could yeah that you could take apart and it was just powder on the inside so it was like the same thing
1: basically and once again no one is any wiser Um, But yeah, so the parents of the church kid became, like, fucking hysterical because they couldn't find the candy when the police, like, called their house and told them, hey, your kid's got a pixie stick, get the fuck rid of it. And um, so they're rushing all around and this, this gave me chills. They went upstairs and they finally found their son asleep
0: holding... The Pixie Stick, which has is unopened, uneaten. I don't know about you, but Pixie Stick would stay at the bottom of my Halloween bag for like a while.
1: Right? I go for the chocolate first and foremost. Right? That's not my favorite. Yes. All right.
0: Here, top five Halloween candies before we go on. Oh, my Uh, God. Yes. Kit Kat, Twix. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Go ahead.
1: (laughs) I'm just agreeing.
0: Uh, No. Uh, Kit Kat, Twix. um, Nobody ever gives them out, but anything like any gummy bear or like oh, fruit sour gummy oh, I, I get uh. in either like a chocolate mood or a gummy mood yep. or jelly yep. beans those I'm are my two jelly beans
1: oh you can have them
0: oh, i love jelly beans no, my friend no, 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 no. uh my friend daniel and i who his girlfriend listens hi sabrina Dan- who the fuck is daniel his name is mazella yeah but um he goes by his
1: last name he doesn't have a first
0: name he's like beyonce we always say that like uh we could like polish off an entire bag of jelly beans because the flavors i like you guys can have them and the flavors he hates i like yeah that's cute when we went to uh we're huge dave matthews fans so we went we went camping and we saw dave and we brought like a five (laughs) five pound bag of jelly beans yeah
1: and and it's funny because that same show it was the Halloween show, and what did Dave Matthews hand out to all of the children edibles?
0: he has a a song called Halloween.
1: oh, that's cute, this is Halloween everybody it's not that it. one Halloween. but Halloween, anyway, Halloween. uh
0: what's your top
1: Halloween candies? all right, top five um Milky Way, Twix, love, love, I guess next I'll give it to three musketeers um no highly underrated candy in my opinion imho Kit-Kat. it's nougat it's delicious nougat what what mm. were you gonna say instead fucking snickers that shit's disgusting it's trying to get you to eat the nuts they use the nuts to take up the space so they don't have to put as much good stuff in it nah
0: you know what's fucking gross anything with coconut in it yes i i agree with I you. i don't dislike the taste of coconut i dislike but the they texture put too much yeah like fucking mounds and almond so, like, joy. That's what my dad likes. He likes mounds and almond joys, and uh, I would always give Snickers those to him. And I would always but, give like, them. Yep. A pixie stick? I would not. It wouldn't be like my fucking first choice. It would It'd be, be like, I'm about to go to bed. Let's eat a pixie <laughs> stick.
1: So you see, here's my issue. When I was a kid, I was all about that delayed gratification, which I still am to this day. And I would save my favorite candy for last
0: i do that i do that with like like a like if i order something at a restaurant and it comes with like sides and stuff I like i will save my sides for last because oh, yeah i'm all yeah. about them sides
1: yeah but like that's what i would do with like the full-size candy bars and with like oh i didn't give my last one my last one was sour patch kids but um That's what I would do with, like, all of my favorite candies. Like, those would go last. And I say this because one time, as I said, my number one was Milky Way. It's always been Milky Way. It will never not be Milky Way. Um, I had a full-sized Milky Way candy bar. So, I hit the lottery of Halloween candy. Mm -hmm. And it was maybe November, maybe even December. And I came home one day... I believe I was at church or visiting my grandma or something, and the full-size candy bar. Something, something wholesome. Something wholesome and white. It, yes. It, if I had known the unwholesome language that I could have used at the time, I would have used it. I came home and my full-size Milky Way bar was fucking gone, you
0: and I knew that.
1: because I didn't eat it. I was saving it for last. But I checked on it daily, (laughs) just kind of like, like a pet, like a beloved, like, treasure. Yeah, I know. (laughs) And I was like, where the fuck is my... Well, I was also almost done with the candy, so it wasn't that hard to, like, know that it was or wasn't there. But, um, no, my dad fucking ate it. He thought I wouldn't... He thought I didn't want it. He thought I wouldn't miss it. And... He, he gets so annoyed. Now, I shouldn't say he doesn't get annoyed, but he definitely like rolls his eyes and is waiting for me to let it go because I was in like third grade and I still, I will never forget. And he was like, I'll buy you like another full size Milky Way bar. He's also saying that to me now as well. Like if you drop it, I'll buy you another one. <laughs> and it's like, it's not that. It's the principle
0: of the thing. <laughs> it's the principle of the thing. Um, but yeah, so- no. How much did these people freak out when they found their son holding the pixie stick that was poisoned?
1: So that's the thing. You know how O'Brien helped his son open it? Yeah. That was why this kid did not get to consume it because oh, he could not get it open and fell asleep trying to open it.
0: That's commitment. Because
1: it was back then. Now it, now it's like paper, but like back then it was like plastic and staples. So you had to like get get the staple out yeah i know yeah it was I like a straw about. with mm-hmm. staples but um very safe for children but um, <laughs> exactly so so yeah so they they were like fucking dying um and well that was a poor choice of words but um <laughs> <laughs> they they were extremely upset and all five of the pixie sticks had been opened with the top two inches refilled with cyanide powder and were resealed with a staple um and i knew i knew because like the
0: tylenol it's so fucking easy to do back then exactly
1: um so former harris county prosecutor mike hinton he was interviewed decades later um on the the whole incident he said, quote, It was just a coincidence that I was working in the police intake that night. I got a call from the Pasadena Police Department. They told me an eight-year-old boy had died. He was rushed to the hospital, but he'd already passed. Wanting to get his investigation underway, Hinton called Dr. Joseph A. I, I, I even tried looking this guy's name up and I was getting nothing. Jack Chimzyk? Jack J A C H I M C Z Y J-A-C-H-I-M-C-Z-Y-K. Wow, that that's a lot of consonants, all mushed together, and I have I consider myself to be a pretty good reader. I can't make heads or tails of this last name, but that's okay, because he's getting the credit he deserves, either or. Um, but we're gonna call him Doctor J, and that's so Doctor J, yep, Doctor J was the chief medical examiner of Harris County, in Texas, and he said, um, Hinton said, I told him. The situation and he asked what the young man's breath smelled like said hinton um a call to the morgue revealed there was the scent of almonds coming from the boy's mouth at which point dr j said it's cyanide yeah yep um so according to the pathologist who text who texted who tested the pixie sticks <laughs> um because the X is right there, and it's just it's everywhere. Um, so they tested the Pixie Sticks. The candy consumed by Timothy contained enough cyanide to kill two adults, while the That's other four probably candies, why it happened so fast. Oh, honey, wait! The other four want- like candies contained dosages that could kill three to four adults. Holy shit! Yeah. Um, so O'Brien initially told the police that he couldn't remember which house he got the Pixie Sticks from mistake number one um how could you forget something like that exactly um, police became I, like i can remember i granted i can't remember where what candy i other than the bishop's house where i got like certain candy from but i can remember houses that i trick-or-treated at back when i was in like fucking kindergarten okay like this is memorable shit um but anyway i digress Um, He said he couldn't remember where the house was, and then the police were getting suspicious because he had excuses and more excuses and more excuses um, because O'Brien and his neighbor had only taken their kids to homes on two streets because it had been raining. Wow. Yeah. So the police suspicions increased after learning that none of the homes in the group that they had visited were handing out pixie sticks. Hmm. Strike two. Um, So then after walking the neighborhood With the police three times O'Brien led them to the home that the group visited But whose occupant did not answer the door O'Brien claimed that he revisited The home before catching up with the group And said that the owner of the home didn't turn the lights on But cracked the door And gave him five pixie sticks He claimed to have only seen the man's arm Oh no it gets creepier He claimed to have only seen the man's arm Which he described as quote hairy Rude Rude creepy weird um so the home was owned by a man named courtney melvin and melvin was an air traffic controller at hobby airport and didn't get home from work until 11 p.m on halloween police ruled melvin out strike three police ruled melvin out as a suspect when nearly 200 people confirmed that melvin was at work And as the investigation went on, police learned that Ronald O'Brien was over $100,000 in debt and had a history of being unable to hold a job. In Hmm. the 10 years... Yeah. Recipe for disaster. Um, In the 10 years that preceded the crime, O'Brien had held 21 jobs. Whoa! Yeah! So, at the time of his arrest, he was suspected of theft at his job at Texas State Optical and was, like... This close to being fired. And I'm pretty sure that getting arrested probably made it that didn't so. didn't help. Yeah. I feel like that's probably like the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm-hmm. Um, but his car was about to be re- repossessed. He had defaulted on several bank loans and the family home was being foreclosed upon. So police had discovered that O'Brien had taken out life insurance policies on his children in the months
0: before Timothy's death. That's how they always get like the spouse. That's how you get caught. Yeah, it's always like like the spouse that just took out the life insurance policy. Like you gotta play that long game, man. You gotta you gotta wait. You can't do it like the fucking next
1: day. You got you got to do it five years. You can't do it five years to the day. You've got to do now that we're giving out advice. Like thirty three days and two hours and one minute to the day, and just like come on, it's it's not rocket science. I feel like we should write a book. Um how to get away with how, murder. <laughs> no, that's already been written. We need to we need a different one. How to get Then you- again, we could steal that title and that alone would probably get so many readers. We'd probably be on the New York Times list within like a week. I guess. So maybe we should do that. Okay. Let's with steal all the, the money title. that we'll make from the book sales, we'll be able to pay off Shonda Rhimes in the court settlement. So it'll be fine. Good. Okay. Okay, glad we have that settled. Um so in January 1974, O'Brien had taken out $10,000 life insurance policies on his kids. Um, One month before Timothy's death, O'Brien took out an additional $20,000 policy on each of the children, despite the objections of his life insurance company. In the days preceding Timothy's death, O'Brien had taken out another $20,000 policy on each child. He's not subtle at all. No, and the policies totaled to about $60,000 in total.
0: Let me guess, it was the exact sum that he needed to pay off his uh, outstanding debts. Probably. Um, so, O'Brien's wife, Deneen,
1: I guess. I, I'm i sorry, Deneen, I, if that's not We're your are still name. making it up. Still working on it. Uh, maintained that she didn't know about the life insurance policies on taken out on her kids, and the police Curious. learned that on the morning after Timothy's death, O'Brien called his insurance company to inquire about collecting the policies he had taken out on his son. So literally, like the next morning, he <laughs> God, was like, "What so about that money?" Idiot. Yeah, like also, what a fucking like you're such an asshole. Like, what about like I don't know grieving.
0: Yeah, the Your son is fucking dead. Like no matter what. Like the dirt he, on the top of his grave is still like fresh and you're No, like, the hey. grave hasn't even been dug yet. Like, oh I mean God. the body is
1: still like warm. But what a um fucking idiot. Yeah, he's just an asshole. And after learning that O'Brien had visited a chemical supply store in Houston to buy cyanide shortly before Halloween. He left without purchasing anything after learning that the smallest amount available to purchase was five pounds.
0: The police began to... Succ- <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Um, you need to kill a, a f- literal flock you of... You need to kill Ed Kemper. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, But yeah, no. So with all
1: of this, sh- the police theorized that O'Brien had killed his son. No. Well... <sighs> This is why you pay them the big bucks. Um, that's not true because they, get, they make like peanuts, these poor guys. They're overworked. They're underpaid. And this is why it took them this long to figure out that O'Brien killed this kid. Um, so they, they believed that O'Brien laced the candies with poison in an effort to kill his kids to collect on their life insurance policies. Yes, of course. And they believed that he gave the other children the candy in an effort to cover up his crime literally Mm. just like figured he'd kill a couple more kids to make it look legit
0: yeah um because that's what you do um because so he he was gonna be too suspicious
1: yeah so what's a way to make it less suspicious kill more kids Uh uh-huh you probably should have talked to their parents though and been like you know what i just did i just took out life insurance policies on my kids and it honestly just makes me feel really good inside i think you should do it too exactly or better yet, can I take out life insurance policies on your kids? hmm Can I do that? Um, but so, yeah. So, the other kids obviously never consumed the candy, and the police repeatedly questioned O'Brien, but he maintained that he was innocent. So, although the police never discovered when or, like, where or how O'Brien bought the poison, he mm-hmm. was arrested for Timothy's murder on November 5th, 1974, and he was indicted on one count of capital mortar, murder mortar. Um, one count of <laughs> capital murder and four counts of attempted murder and mm-hmm. O'Brien entered a plea of not guilty to all five counts. Um, God. Like I guess I don't, I, I mean I can see like okay like I get it. If If I like yeah it'll be a worse sentence but if I say that I'm not guilty, if I'm like yo I'm really not guilty then like they're more likely to believe me, right? Like I just, that's never how it works though. That's not how any of this yeah. works. Um, but so O'Brien's trial began in Houston on May 5th, 1975, happy Cinco de Mayo. And during the trial, a chemist who was acquainted with O'Brien testified that in summer 1973, O'Brien contacted him asking about cyanide and how much would be fatal. A chemical supply. Oh my supply- God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, again, subtle as a gun. Um, a chemical supply salesman also testified that Brian, that O'Brien had asked him how to purchase cyanide. So then he's so family, stupid. Oh, you have no idea. Friends and co-workers are now coming out of the woodwork and testifying that in the months before Timothy's death, O'Brien showed a quote unusual interest in cyanide and spoke about how much it would take to kill a person. Like dude
0: come on like he's just really proud of this little scheme that he's come up with and he's still pled not guilty that's the. i'm like come on don't be such an idiot so stupid
1: you're such a fucking hoe um god but so yeah um o'brien's sister-in-law and brother-in-law so d deneens i'm never gonna get her name Mm -hmm. right i'm sorry Um, brother and sister testified that on the day of Timothy's funeral, he spoke of using the money from Timothy's insurance policy to take a long vacation and buy other items. O'Brien, yeah, I know. It's like I'm not gonna like you know take the lien off my house. I'm just gonna kind of go to Hawaii. He's just the worst. See what happens. Maybe learn to hula. Have a suckling pig. Just make a make an event of it. Um, so. Throughout all of this, O'Brien continued to maintain his innocence, and his defense mainly (laughs) drew upon, yes, but his defense, and this is where we circle back to the beginning of this episode. Exactly. Um, But his defense mainly drew upon the decades-old urban legend concerning a mad poisoner who hands out Halloween candy laced with poison or needles or candy apples with razor blades inside or, like... Fucking movie theater cushions with hiv positive needles or whatever the fuck Um, yeah right so because these stories have persisted people they they felt that it was a plausible excuse but again Mm. there's been no documented proof of strangers ever doing this exactly um to adults sure to kids like never um not (laughs) a stranger But so, yeah, so the case and the subsequent trial garnered national attention, and the press dubbed O'Brien the Candyman. So that's how he got his nickname. Well, one of them. Mm -hmm. And on June 3rd, 1975, a jury took 46 minutes to find O'Brien guilty of capital murder and four counts of attempted murder. Yeah, not even a fucking hour. They're like, oh, yeah, no, he did it. It's like, yeah, it's, it's like that one. Do you remember that SNL sketch? for um the oj simpson trial and they had like a dude that woke up from a coma keenan thompson played this dude that like woke up from a coma after like five years they were trying to find people to serve on the jury and they were like have you ever heard of oj simpson and he was just like oh yeah he did it and it was just like all, every ev- they go through all of these people they go through like a person that lived on like an uncharted island and the person's like oh yeah no he did it <laughs> this is what this is basically what was going on with this jury. They all were just like, "Yeah, so we're in agreement. Yeah. All right, we're gonna take a forty-minute lunch break, and then we'll be out there and let them know." Um, but so yeah, so on June third, nineteen seventy-five. Oh no, I already read that. My bad. Ugh, sorry. Um, <laughs> the jury took seventy-one minutes to sentence him to death. Shortly after, wow. yeah, O'Brien was convicted. Danine, his wife, again filed for divorce. You. Go, girl. Yeah. Um, And she later remarried, and I thought this was so sweet. Her new husband actually adopted their daughter, Elizabeth. Aw. I know. I know. Um, But so, yeah. So, Ronald was confined to the Huntsville unit in in Huntsville, Texas. Um, And according to Reverend Carol Pickett, a former chaplain who worked for the Texas Department of Criminal Justice, O'Brien was shunned and despised by his fellow death row inmates for killing a kid especially his kid and was yeah that's like apparently like a big thing
0: oh yeah it's like a big thing in like death row
1: you are it's a big thing in prison period you don't hurt kids you don't touch kids you don't do if you have anything to do with kids they will suck you up kids are the one like no fly zone but um yeah um So the inmates reportedly petitioned to hold an organized demonstration on O'Brien's execution date to express their hatred of him. Um, And O'Brien's first execution date was set for August 8th, 1980, and his attorney successfully petitioned for a stay of execution. And the second date was scheduled for May 25th, 1982, and that date was also postponed. So then, Hmm. finally, Judge Michael McSpadden scheduled a third execution date. Haley. He scheduled Hmm. it for October 31st, 1982.
0: I think I knew this fact. The eighth
1: anniversary of the crime.
0: That's insane. Timothy was eight
1: years old when he died. So that Mm -hmm. was the significance. And he offered to personally drive O'Brien to the death chamber. Ooh right so it was the it was supposed to have been or i guess it was the first time that texas executed an inmate by lethal injection and the supreme court delayed the date yet again to give o'brien a chance to pursue an appeal to seek a new trial and a fourth date was scheduled for march 31st 1984 i still think he should have died on the 31st of october but that's fine um but O'Brien's lawyer sought a fourth stay on the basis that lethal injection was a, quote, cruel and unusual punishment. That's ironic. Yeah, right? Like, just, oh, the irony. And then on March 28th... Even one of those
0: cyanide pixie sticks, see how he likes right, it.
1: Right, right, exactly. I'm sure they've got some, like, leftover in evidence. Um. But so on March 28th, a federal judge rejected this request, and on March 31st, 1984, so... That was the date that it was, like, rescheduled after October 31st. Um, Yeah. Shortly after midnight, O'Brien was executed by lethal injection at the Huntsville unit. And in his final statement, O'Brien maintained his innocence, stating that he felt the death penalty was, quote, wrong. Like, I'm getting some Scott Disick, Scott Disick, Jesus Christ, some, um... (laughs) scott peterson i'm getting yeah. some scott peterson vibes jesus fuck scott dissek may the lord be with you um but so he so o'brien added yeah, but in what his, a piece
0: of garbage that he oh, no, couldn't just even, wait
1: because i've got more he felt the death penalty was wrong yeah but then he also said quote i forgive all and i do mean all those who have been involved in my death God bless you all, and may God's best blessings be always yours.
0: That's like a veiled fuck you.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And, I mean, honestly, God probably wants nothing to do with you, motherfucker. He's sitting there stroking little Timmy's hair, just being like, fuck off. Mm. But, yeah, no. So, I, I actually told this last bit to Michael when I was, like, researching this, because... I'm very much like people should get what they deserve and blah blah blah. I don't I don't believe in the death penalty, but like I think that like if you're a shitty human being, you got stuff coming to you. Even exactly. I thought this was a little harsh. During the execution, again, this is shortly after midnight. A crowd of 300 demonstrators gathered outside the prison and cheered and some even yelled trick or treat.
0: Ooh.
1: ouch i was like Ooh, well that's the people
0: that's, the people outside the bundy execution were like setting off fireworks and like having barbecues no there's more and-
1: no there's more because um others showered anti-death penalty demonstrators with candy <laughs> um <laughs> not quite a firework but at the same time it's like <sighs> just a just take like a fucking bag of minis or whatever and just throw them out yeah that's rough like it's just oh it's so bad um but so yeah yeah. that's rough so Ronald O'Brien is buried in Forest Park East Cemetery in Webster Texas and Timothy is buried in Forest Park Lawndale Cemetery in Houston
0: that's good that they're separated yeah I'm very
1: glad that they're nowhere near each other yeah not that They were going to end up anywhere near each other because I'm pretty sure that that Ronald is deep, deep, deep underground. Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably. Like, journey to the center of the earth, deep underground. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's the story of the dude that ruined Halloween, as I have decided to nickname him. That's fine. That'll be the title of the episode. That is his name. That is his name. Like... He didn't kill Halloween. Halloween is still very much though I will say that um for the 25th anniversary I believe there was um a journalist went back and like interviewed a lot of the law enforcement professionals and investigators and prosecutors that were involved in this case. Mm-hmm. And several of them were like, "Yeah, I can't celebrate Halloween anymore." Ooh, like they just they just take a they excuse themselves from yeah participating in festivities for that holiday which is that's sad they, that they that's, it's sad it that somebody. they had to because halloween is my favorite holiday Yes. Yeah, and same. it like the fact that it would ruin it that way for someone like that's just i do feel bad about that yeah so i mean he did yeah. kill halloween for some he did kill on halloween but i wouldn't say that he completely killed halloween given that like as a the spirit is still alive and well yes
0: yeah but there's also that cautionary tale like um oh, god i think this i think they also covered this case in a documentary called um killer legends which is probably. the same documentary that i didn't um, see that touched on the probably. um the phantom killer texarcana oh yeah yeah maybe now that because you say that because that was the urban legend of like uh, the the people hooking up on Lover's Lane get murdered, yeah. And then this was the urban legend of like the candy on Halloween. So right. it's actually a really fun uh, documentary to watch because they they do talk about like the backstories of of different urban legends that come about. And um, yeah, I think it's on Netflix. Oh, okay. The people that did that documentary, Killer Legends, I think also did the Cropsey documentary, which is very good. Oh, about that—that uh, that killer on uh, Long Island.
1: Oh, oh, um, oh! I don't I know, know if th- he was a killer
0: or if he was just like a weird I know, dude.
1: No, I know who you're talking about, and I can't think of his name.
0: Shit! Yeah, he had—he had crazy eyes.
1: Yeah. No, he reminded me of that comedian that played Igor in Young Frankenstein, <laughs> which is not a nice thing to say about somebody. Um, Didn't Daniel that. Radcliffe
0: play? It? No. Did he? Did, no, I don't Daniel think Radcliffe so. In a Frankenstein movie?
1: Oh yeah, no, he played Igor in a Frankenstein movie, or maybe he played Frankenstein. I don't remember. Um, Doctor Frankenstein. That's, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not referring to his monster. I'm referring to Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Yeah. Um, but no, I, he was in a Halloween movie or like a, Frank, a Frankenstein remake movie. I don't remember if he played Igor or Doctor. Frankenstein, but um, yeah, he wasn't one. Yes.
0: Anyway, it's a very I interesting case. Here?
1: It is a very interesting case, and like, it's one of the main, very ones sad, but that, very like, interesting to the know the backstory. crazies use. Yes, it's one of the main ones that all of like the helicopter parents use. And like, well, what about that one time where mm-hmm. that ma- that child died? And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, but a stranger didn't do it. Yeah, as usual, a stranger didn't do it. All
0: right but yeah uh yeah so i think people are like coming into my building because i I just hear like lots of (laughs) crashing around they're coming to kill you so uh, they're gonna
1: force feed you some pixie
0: sticks we're gonna we're gonna cut this off right here um all right go to go to the website crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com
1: all of our social media media is on there you can email us at crimeculturepod at gmail.com um are you proud of me Haley? i remembered it this time um, yep, <laughs> and then all, like check out our Goodreads, check out our Spotify, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, yeah. whatever you listen to us on. All the things. All of the things. We're we're very needy people. We're like Tinkerbell. Without applause, we die.
0: So yep, yeah. Just and I hope you're liking the uh, two R-E-dos. episodes a week because it is slowly killing us. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> it's alright. Uh, it's fun to do just for the month. Yeah. Yeah. But Alrighty. we got some more s- cool stuff coming. So Definitely.
1: People listen. This will not be the last you've
0: heard of us. No, of course not.
1: No, unless, like, Haley does get murdered after this. Yeah. But, I mean, she had it coming. It's her own mm-hmm. fault.
0: She had yeah. it coming.
1: I was thinking that as soon as I said <laughs> it, too, and I was like, damn it.
0: <laughs> Callback.
1: It's taking all of my strength, inner and outer, yep. to just not erupt into... Chicago yes also during our technical difficulties in an effort to get you to hear me I felt that the only logical way to do it was to again do the Hillshire farm cheer in full good and I knew that you couldn't hear me when I was like when I say Hillshire you say farm and nobody said farm I was alone and then I said farm and I was like oh this is lonely. This is all very interesting, but we're going to cut this off This is super interesting, but we're going to end this now while, while the getting's good. We got to end on a, right. on a high note. But yes, goodbye. See you next goodbye, Tuesday. Goodbye, and happy almost Halloween. Yes, have a spooky day and week, and we'll talk to you next time. I almost said see, but we will not see you. We'll talk to you.
0: Yeah. You just can't talk about it. Okay, bye.